Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we're going to talk some rugby now. And uh, joining us at Form Orbeck, always like catching up with him. Uh, been too long, Steve Gordon. Welcome in. G'day, Steffi. How are you going? Oh, very well. We, what a weekend of footy. Oh, mate, I should have been talking to you more with your high-flying chiefs. Aren't they great? <laughs> That's Steve Gordon. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, Jacobson. I, I was going to save it, but I want to hit it straight up. Jeez, he's well, he's not coming good, but he's, he's a shining light at the moment. He is um, he's playing really well and shining in a, in a pretty good forward pack. And, um, you know, sometimes you just see guys that do their role, you know, they're really effective, but he's just uh, taking that extra step up. And you just see the, the stats that he's producing, you know, for his tackle count, his carries, um, you know, uh, kick receipts when he's getting back on the fence. He is really going above and beyond in a good team. And to stand out in a good team like he is is, yeah, is a credit to himself that he's showing that uh, he's ready and wants to take that next step up. Anyone wants me to ask a question of Steve Gordon? Uh, on behalf of yourselves, you've got a few minutes, Double eight, double three. text them through and uh, we'll get them to him. Uh, amongst the Chiefs, like defensively, like they've always been a sparkling attacking side, but it looks like there's been a shift, well not a shift, but an enhancement in the team, and we talked to Jeremy Paul last Friday, and he said he just loves the defence and the no-quit attitude of the Chiefs. Is that something you've noticed this season as well? Yeah, and I think they have a really good system. Um, their defensive system, it's, it's really hard to defend for long periods of time, you know, when you're in that five-meter zone with, with his team, you know, bashing away, trying to get across the chalk, you know, from a, from a short distance. They've got really good systems and they trust each other to keep pushing up and taking that space because you see some of those, those big boys that are defending against and they're launching, you know, from three, four meters out. That is, you've got to have a good system and good understanding because it's a collective approach to hold some of those big guys out. And uh, the Chiefs, I don't know how they train it. They've been down there training for a long time. But um, to have the confidence and the um, um, ability to perform some of those tackles in, in those close quarters is, is quite breathtaking. And as you can say, not many people get excited about it, but their defensive system and the way they go about implementing it is quite outstanding. Uh, text in from Josh saying, Damien McKenzie, 10 or 15. <laughs> Um, I think Damon is one of those players where if he says, I want to play, you just go, okay, where do you want to play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he is phenomenal. Um, he likes 10 because uh, he, he likes to have lots of touches on the ball, but you, you, know, you see his creativity at, at fullback when, he, when he's bringing the ball back. You, know, you see some teams when they, they kick it deep and you can almost see the dread in their faces when it's in Damo's hands, and he he can st- he starts wandering across you know the face of the defence, just probing. But he's so skillful and so quick that he can he can drift across in front of a defensive system, just testing and looking for that little 
uh, kink and then has the ability to exploit it straight away, whether he takes a gap himself or just commits players and, and unloads and creates the opportunity for someone else. So, yeah, I, I love watching him direct that team, but I also love watching... Uh, the opportunities he creates at 15 as well. I want to talk to you about a few of the big guys in the Chiefs as well. I mean, Brodie Retallick, we had Ross Filippo on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he thinks Brodie Retallick's the best rugby player in New Zealand and a big lot of daylight to second. And he's just, now that he's in as part of the coaching team with the Chiefs and just sees what he puts in between Saturday to Saturday and just during the week, and he said he just blows him away how he stays hungry. He's been at the top for a long, long time. Such an important cog for the Chiefs. Oh, massive cog for the Chiefs. And, um, he's sort of just that ultimate hard-nosed uh, old elder statesman in a Ford pack that just goes about his, his work week in and week out. And, and you can't underestimate the influence that has on a squad when you see you know, a guy that is, is, has been recognised as the world's best rugby player and w- watch him and rub shoulders with him week in, week out, how he goes about his business and keeps himself at that level. And that, 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 just, that, that is transmitted through the squad. And a, a guy like that, they're just uh, you know, invaluable. And his work rate too is, is phenomenal. And just that hard edge uh, when push comes to shove and you need your big fellas to step forward and, and, and start doing their hard work, start making those um, hard metres w- with carries. And that stopping defence, you know, we, we just touched on it earlier, that stopping defence, it, it just takes momentum away from um, good attacking sides. You know, they say it's a race race for a, for a metre, you know, in, in those collisions. But if you're continually winning those those contests, that metre, and not allowing um, teams to get momentum, it does create fr- frustration and doubt. And, and Brody, you've seen that time and time again where he just ragdolls other forwards, other big, other big mm. men, and, and forces them back. G- gives you impetus on defence. You know, it stops the uh, the ball carrying team, the attacking team, start. You know, stops their the ability to win those collisions and get momentum forward. And that's a, a huge, huge part of any defensive system. You, you make a tackle, but if you start making dominant tackles and, and forcing teams back, so they start losing um, ground on on a, on offence. Is massive and for, it- for a defensive team. Yeah, it's fantastic for the likes of uh, Tupo Vai uh, just scrumming alongside Brody Retallick. But but the other guy, Samapeni Finau, I'm so impressed with this guy. He's green, he's raw, he's young. I see a big future for this guy. Well, he, he may be green, raw, and young to you, but he's been playing for Waikato for a few years now. Mm. And uh, we, we, we've... we've oh other old crusty old rugby mates out here have just been really impressed with the with the growth of them. You know, watching from afar, watching from the commentary box, seeing how he came in as a, a, a pretty raw boned uh, enthusiastic young fellow four or five years ago. And then his growth and his, and his confidence and his ability to read the game and, and turn up in the right places and really exert himself when he needs to. Like so, so a couple of times here when we've seen the Chiefs on the go for it and you've seen a summer penny um, carrying the ball three times out of um, you know six motions where he just wants to wants to keep the, the momentum going keep himself involved and, and genuinely get excited about the game I think it's been a, a, a really big t- turning point in um, 
it's his game uh, his development over the last couple of years is that he, he knows when to turn it on and then probably just the con- consistency when he can turn it on that, that he makes metres or, or he puts in big stopping tackles. Another big man, Peter Gus Sawakula. Um, I'm going to chuck a theory at you. If he'd never played for the All Blacks and been dropped from the All Blacks, do you think he'd be a chance to be a debutant for the All Blacks this year? I can't see them going back on it, but man, he's in good form. Yeah, what if, what if, what if, what if? You know, um, um, absolutely. Uh, he's a big man. He's great, great ball skills. Um, Oh, it was just really unfortunate when he, when he debuted in a couple of games. He, he put a couple down cold, um, he played for All Blacks. But we've seen him, you know, in pressure cooker situation, he stands up and uh, he, he loves carrying the ball, loves carrying the ball in contact and has that, that beautiful balance and agility to manoeuvre in the tackle to, to, to find ways to, to get that forward momentum. And, um, yeah, he's a pretty big uh, uh, hitter as well when it comes to defence. He likes to stop guys in their tracks. So I, I think he, he has to be in the conversation because uh, you, you just want a, a number six slash eight who uh, has those hard no, no, those attributes that, that knows how to go forward, wants to go forward, and loves being confrontational. And, and um, yeah, Peter Gus, um, yeah, he, he fits all those criteria. Did you see enough from the Brumbies? Um, they, they've dropped to fourth after that loss at home, but they're only one point behind the Blues. Um, did you see enough yep. from them to suggest they could maybe even win a semi-final against one of the New Zealand sides? Yep, yep. Never, never count them out. Yeah. You know, they're probably the stodgiest of the Australian teams. But um, I, I, I really admire the Brumbies. Um, some... Sometimes you think they're a little bit undergunned, but they uh, have shown this year that they can find a way through, and, and, and that's probably what the Chiefs have, have been showing as well. That you, know, you look on paper, sometimes you think they're a little bit undergunned, but they find a way to win. And um, I think with the, the resources available to them, they've been um, doing that really well. Um, um, Steve Larkin there, you know. He's obviously you know, he's a bit of a genius as well, and but he, he's simplifying the game plan and, and developing it around the personnel that he's got available, and which is one of his great strengths as well. So uh, they'll be there or thereabouts, and um, don't count them out. They'll, they'll depends on how the, the quarters play out and, and who they get in the semi. Um, they're definitely a chance of winning a semi. Yeah, I think if things pan out <clears throat> according to stats. More than likely, Brumbies Hurricanes uh, could be the quarterfinal matchup, which would be Hurricanes going to Canberra and trying to tip them over. Which would—that's pretty interesting too. You'd have a chance, wouldn't you? Mm. You, you know, uh, at home, bit of a crowd there. Um, well, thing, you know, it, it's quite unique um, conditions in Canberra. It can get bitterly cold uh, there, so no, you, you definitely wouldn't count them out and. Oh, the Canes, you, you never know what you're going to get. You know, and I think that's why we, we love them so much. You know, some days they can just, you know, they can beat anybody. They can beat international sides. And other days they can be off their game. And, you know, if it doesn't go their way, they can get distracted. But 
Yeah, you'd give them a chance against the Canes. The Canes should win, but um, it depends what, what, what Canes team turns up out there. And finally, Steve Gordon, uh, this week, uh, every day we're doing a different franchise and we're just getting our listeners to vote on their immortals from each franchise, if there was such a thing. A complete rip-off, I admit, from what the Crusaders did last week, but I liked the concept. <laughs> so today we did the Blues. Now, I've given you no warning, no preparation, yep. So we've named it the five that got the top votes. I'm going to give you three cracks and see if you can nail them all. Of the top five? Top five immortals. So not current players. They have to be immortals of the Blues franchise of all time. Um, Zinni would be in there. Zinni was sixth. But there you go. He's sixth on votes because um, he only played two years. Uh, Carlos, that would be in there. Carlos was number one. Yep. Um, who else would you would say be in there? Um, would would Fitzy would be in there? Would he be in the conversation? He was certainly in the conversation. Also, just twenty five caps, two seasons, and so Fitzy and Sinzan both won the first two Super Rugby comps, and then they finished. Um, even Michael Jones just missed out, and he played four years. So most of them, he was my next. I think most. He was, he was my next pick, and I only got one. Only got one left. Yeah, they <laughs> all played. One pick. <laughs> all played in the two thousands. Um, Kevin Mialamu was second. Dougie Howlett have to be in there. Dougie Howlett was third. Yes, now we're on a roll. Dougie Howlett's third. Then we've um, got a number six and a number and a lock. Number six oh, and a lock. Jerome. Jerome, Jerome yep. Carno. And Ali Williams. There you go. See, we got that was pretty damn good, actually. That was pretty damn good. Tomorrow we're doing the Chiefs. Now, don't want to influence our listeners. Give me, give me two must-haves in the Chiefs Immortals when we open it up tomorrow. Um, you'd have to have uh, Brody Retallick mm. in, in the conversation there, and the other one would would be Beaver. Um, Steve Donald uh, would be in there. Yeah. Oh, those two in my book would be buying for one and two. There you go. Steve Gordon, always enjoy our chats, mate. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, Daffy. It's a pleasure, always. Cheers, mate. There he is, former All Black, Steve Gordon. Brody Retallick and Stephen Donald were his two. And I'm actually thinking, I'm saying you can't really be currently playing, but, man, it's going to be hard to hold Brody Retallick out. I'm even sort of trying to think. I'm at the rack my brain to go back in the day. Uh, Brendan Leonard? <laughs> was he from Morrinsville? He was, eh? He was a Morrinsville lad, old Brendan Leonard, with the shaved head. See, Liam Messam for me. Yeah, Messam would 100% be there. Oh, we shouldn't yeah. talk. We've got to talk about it tomorrow. All I don't, right, don't right, want to start. All right, all right, all right. Is that all right? Is that all right, Sam? That's all right. That's all right. All right, we'll have a break. We'll find out what's making news around the world shortly.